thank you to those who have a chance to make it over and watch us live. That helps with our analytics. That helps with all of this algorithm stuff about how they share out your broadcast and all of that. Thank you for liking. Thank you for hitting the hearts as we live stream. All of that really does count and make a difference. So in case you didn't know or you had not been on my platform or on my personal IG, which is Reach Shantae, I had been banned for like three and a half days. I think pretty much right after Friday morning's uh, <laughs> broadcast, I was sent into Facebook jail. Now, I know that Facebook also owns this platform, so, you know, we kind of have to be careful about what we say here because we don't want the algorithm, algorithms to pick up how uh, racially biased we feel these platforms are because, you know, talking about them can get you further penalized if you just tell the truth. So that's why I have Patreon.com. That's why I also have YouTube. That's why I also have Spotify, Anchor, and Google Play. Because I'm not going to limit myself to just one particular place that I share truth, that I share teachings, that I share inspiration. Um, unfortunately, we cannot do that because we have platforms that operate as monopolies. And, you know, if you put all of your eggs in one basket, as the old saying says, don't do that. Because, yeah, I mean, if I was dependent upon Facebook for my income or anything like that, that would have done some real hurt to my pockets. But Facebook doesn't pay me. <laughs> Not because I don't qualify for monetization. They just refuse to pay me. They're also doing that to a whole bunch of other black creators, but um, some are speaking out about it. Some of them are choosing to not speak out about it, but I don't care either way because it's the truth. It is what it is. They pay who they want to pay. They monetize who they want to monetize. Most of the time they monetize foolishness, ratchetness, gossip, nudity, violence. That's the stuff that they monetize. And so if you're not doing any of that, you're not earning money through Facebook, period. <laughs> so all of that being said, how's your morning going? Tell me in the comments. How is your morning going? So my morning has started a bit spicy because I think this is what my fourth or fifth time going through a ban in social media, maybe my fourth or fifth time. But every time it just reminds me that um, these platforms are not ours. So use as many of them as you can, as many of them as your phone and your app space will allow. But the reality is, <laughs> the reality is these platforms are not ours. All right. I have way more control over what I can do and post in Patreon, which is why I am encouraging people to go ahead and subscribe there. The sooner you subscribe there, the sooner I can get off some of these other platforms. And yeah, so go ahead and subscribe there. If you want to know what we're doing off platform, that's a good place to subscribe.
Slow but sure. Great. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Lots of things happening in the news this past weekend. Um, Unfortunately, tragic things happening in the news, right? There's been some more shootings. There has, unfortunately, there was a, a young couple that was attending prom. They didn't make it back home. I know there's some news about that. There's another case of a young boy being um, shot by a citizen for knocking on the wrong door. Some of you may have heard of that story. So there's quite a bit going on. Of course, Florida continues to be embattled. We know there was a storm as well. I have some relatives who were caught up in that storm and are recuperating. I know there's going to be lots of construction and renovating work after that once in a 500 year flood, but they managed to, um, I did check on, you know, my relatives there. They managed to stay dry as much as possible, but lots of people's homes are completely damaged. And, you know, they are saying that this is not good because we're not even, they're not even into hurricane season yet. And this has happened, which is, you know, people have lost their homes in this or they're going to need some serious renovation and it's April. And if you know anything about hurricane season, hurricane season runs from June, typically all the way to November. So if you were born in any of those months, you are a hurricane season baby. All right. So let's talk about today's inspiring message. Coming from Black Pearls, Daily Meditations, Affirmations, and Inspirations. And today's meditation, today's thought is self-respect. Rest in power to John Singleton, whose quote I'm going to be reading. If you respect yourself, it's easier to respect other people. Now, I said something last week that the Holy Spirit told me in my reflection time that I'm going to reiterate Um, Because I think I only shared it maybe on TikTok. But I said, um, everybody's having these conversations about resting in their femininity, especially for women, right? This Black Women's History Month. And, you know, people having conversations, of course, around masculinity, hyper-masculinity. What does it mean to be a man? All of those good conversations. And I heard the Holy Spirit say very clearly, he said, Before people need to think about resting in femininity or masculinity, they need to first think about resting in their human beingness. Master human beingness. Because if you're working on mastering what it means to be a human being, what it means to value and appreciate yourself simply as a human being, as a person who lives, who exists and operates in this plane. If you master that, those other pieces are going to begin to fall in line and make sense. But sometimes people are trying to jump over human beingness 
and they're trying to get into femininity or masculinity when they have jumped over being a human. I was like, and I, <laughs> so ask yourself today, am I really focused in on what it means to be a human being? What it means to care for and love and cherish and honor myself as a human being. Like really appreciate what it means to be human. What it means to know. What it means to have thought. What it means to be aware. What it means to be mindful. What it means to have self-care and self-honor. Have I spent any time there? Because a lot of times when people are hopping into femininity or masculinity, they're trying to put on a persona sometimes in order to present themselves a certain way to other people. And we'll come back to that. The message here says, when we start disliking ourselves for our weaknesses and shortcomings, we can't resist putting down everybody else, particularly those who threaten us. Now, I have found this to be quite true, that people who are superly critical or overly critical about other people are usually projecting that overcriticalness onto others because it's really how they feel about themselves. You don't really find people who really have an appreciation and love of themselves. You don't find them barreling over and knocking down other people. You just don't. They don't have time for that. <laughs> because the reality is if you're really doing the work on yourself, um, you don't have a whole lot of time to be talking about the work that somebody else hasn't done on themselves because you're working on the work that's supposed to be you're supposed to be doing for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you dislike yourself, I agree with this. Putting down other people becomes second nature. When you haven't done the work on yourself. He says. We've got to learn to like and respect ourselves regardless of our faults. This may require rejecting destructive criticisms that our parents gave us as children and breaking the habit of knocking ourselves. So let me ask you a question. Have you broken the habit of knocking yourself yet? Have you broken the habit of Every time you do something that is wrong, coming at yourself very harshly and very critically. I'll tell you one thing I have. <laughs> because my thing is, I'm human. I am liable to make a mistake just by virtue of the fact that I am human. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I do not deny my humanity. Now, I do get up and say, God, can you put your divinity on my humanity today? <laughs> so I'm making less errors than the day before. I'd appreciate that, God. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. So kindly. I do wake up and say, I want to put on the whole armor of God. And I want to put make sure that Christ is in me. That he's emanating from me. And I want to put on Christ so I don't fulfill all the things that my flesh wants to fulfill. I do that. But I am very aware of my humanness. <laughs> and what I would be like if Christ did not put his divinity on my humanity. Anybody else aware or is it just me? Anybody else? Anybody else had those moments where you say, man, that was really Christ stepping up, the Christ in me stepping up to respond to this situation. Because the other me is looking at the Christ step up and saying, now, you know, good and well, that's not how you would answer that or how you would have said that. But the divinity came out instead of the humanity. But I first have to appreciate my humanity. I do. In order to understand how good I have it in divinity. Oh, I need to understand. <laughs> he says our efforts in our dreams can help restore our flagging self-respect. And then we'll be able to approach others. This is key. My God. You want to know my pet peeve is going to be this one right here. We can approach others without the need to belittle them. That is a serious pet peeve of mine. People's need to be condescending, rude, nasty, and belittling to other people. You really want to make sure that I don't ever speak to you again. <laughs> and I'm serious. Like, I don't. Mm -mm. Belittling people. I, I don't know. Something about it just, whoo, it just sends me. <laughs> it sends me to a whole other place. Like, why? Why are we doing this? Why are you talking down to them? Why are you treating them like they are the stuff underneath you? Like, why, why are we doing that? But people do it. They belittle people for an ego boost. And to me, that's just, I don't know. It just sends me to another place. <laughs> so I wrote, if you need to be little, you will always be little. Somebody type that up there. If you need to be little people, you will always be little. So go big in your kindness. Every day, for me, one of my markers as to whether or not I'm being a good human being is how big I can go in my kindness. 
Are there some days that I fail at this and I feel like, man, I just did not hit the marker today or I could have been kinder in a situation or I could have spoken kinder or I could have done more. So kindness for me is something that I evaluate every day. At the end of my day, I kind of do a mental video of how my day went. Maybe I'm the only one who does this. Maybe other people do it. Let me know if you do in the comments. But as I'm winding down for my day, I'm literally going through my day. I'm playing my day over. I'm thinking about where I went, people I saw, people I interacted with, things that I might have said. And I do a inner check. And then I say, you know, God, I don't think I measured up to what I should have done today. Allow me to wake up another day so I can tweak what I've done. Sometimes I've gone back to the same spaces, same places, same persons. If I see them again and say, you know what? I didn't really handle that right. I was in a bad mood. I had other things on my mind. Something else was going on. And I probably should have been a lot kinder. I apologize. I don't have a problem apologizing to people. I don't even have a hard time apologizing to somebody that I know was rude to me. You know why? Because my character is not based on what they did. My character is based on who I am. (laughs) So if they went low and I went low with them, I wasn't supposed to do that because that's not who I am. So I'm always trying to look at how I'm measuring myself. Am I measuring myself up against what Christ would have me to do? Or am I measuring myself up against how somebody else lives their life? What is my measurement? What stake do I have in things? So the writer here says, on this day, I will take five minutes to note and appreciate the good things about myself. And part of the good thing about yourself is self-respect. Part of the good things about yourself is checking your own self, checking your own bias, That's something that our society is really asking a lot of us to do more and more. And a lot of us don't want to check our bias. (laughs) We just want to say it's my way or the highway. Or we want to sprinkle a little Jesus on it. And Jesus like, that is not how I would handle that. (laughs) It's not how I would handle that. So. Last thing I'm going to share, and then I'm going to turn it over for whoever wants to join me for conversation. We started looking at this book, Black Arts, The Audacious Legacy of Black Artists and Models in Western Art. This book has been so inspiring to me because, again, we out here. And we've been out here. And it just, it's very interesting to read some of these stories behind how we have been out here. So I want to show you, let's see, I can't get into all of them, but let's do two. So this is called the Catalan Atlas from 1375. It is drawn on vellum paper. And if you know anything about vellum, lots of 
people use it for drawing, for architecture, for um, like sketching and things of that nature. It's kind of like an archival paper, so it kind of, it can stand the test of time. It's not easily destroyed. But this scene is of part of a world map. This is from 1375. It's a world map. It is held in the Bibliothèque Nationale in Paris. It says, though the names of the black men who modeled for the adoration of the Magi scenes are lost to history, a very real African king would make it onto one of the most important maps in medieval times. The Catalan Atlas by Abraham Kresk. Mansa Musa, considered the richest man to have ever lived, his net worth is estimated to have been the equivalent of 400 billion U.S. dollars today, was emperor of Mali from 1312 to 1337. The Mali Empire, located in West Africa, was a center of culture and higher learning that just happened to be drowning in gold. Now, my um, DNA ancestry comes from Mali. I said, well, yeah, that would make sense. A city known for higher education and learning and known for its wonderful and fabulous universities and libraries. Yeah, that, that fits. So renowned for its wealth, medical advancements, mosques, universities, and libraries, Mali's expansive city of Timbuktu was a center for Islamic studies. So it comes naturally to my DNA to want to, um, first of all, have served as a librarian. And then secondly, to want to preserve knowledge and create my own library. Comes natural to the DNA. It's natural to my DNA to want to preserve knowledge and stop people from erasing it. Hmm. Yeah. When Mansa Musa went on a pilgrimage to Mecca, he shook anyone and everyone who saw him with his unbelievably large and regal entourage. The stories of an African king who tossed gold around like candy eventually made it to Europe. Hence the inclusion of Mansa Musa holding one of his many golden nuggets on a world map. And you have probably seen this image maybe on some on the covers of some other books. I know I have one book I think called How the World Was Made or something like that. And it has just the blow up of Mansa Musa. But there he is. This would have been the equivalent of you know, Google at the time. But in 1375, <laughs> a black man was in the world news, on the world map. In 1375. Just let that sit in. Sit for a moment. All right. Here's another one called Western Kings on Horseback. Now the this is 17th century. It is watercolor and ink on paper. It is at the Suntory Museum of Art in Tokyo, Japan. Images of African kings traveled all the way to Japan 
and are reflected in the set of four Japanese folding scene screens titled Western Kings on Horseback. Created in the early 17th century, according to the Museum of Art in Tokyo, the work references kings of the world inspired by a map initially made in Amsterdam. These two of the four scenes that make up the complete set are believed to feature the king of Abyssinia, also known as Ethiopia, and the king of Persia. Yeah, not in your child's art book, to be sure. Kings of Ethiopia and Persia. This is why I teach privately. Because <laughs> I need to be able to teach things, these things, and not have somebody telling me that um, I'm going to be charged with a felony for teaching what is actually real and true and existent. All right. We will come back to this again next week. And we're going to look at some, some things in the Grecian time period. And we're going to be looking at um, some really interesting stories around people in the English court. As in the king's court. All right. That's what I wanted to share today. If you would like to come join me in conversation, please click on the camera and I will bring you in. If you are listening by anchor, I want to thank you for your time and attention. If you're interested in picking up the book that I am looking at, it's called Black Art, B-L-K, Black Art by Zaria Ware, The Audacious Legacy of Black Artists and Models in Western Art. The other book I was reading from is called Black Pearls, Daily Meditations, Affirmations, and Inspirations for African Americans by Eric V. Copage, C-O-P-A-G-E. Thank you again for your time and attention until tomorrow.